Hello, everyone. I am Natasha Ryan here with my cohort, Vince Rocco Vargas from the North Group. I am the VP of Communications and Business Development, and Vince is business development with me. And also, he is our resident famous actor from the show Mayans MC, our Hollywood, our Hollywood guy over there. But Many of you that know Vince personally know he had a career before before Hollywood, Border Patrol, and we wanted to have this podcast, given the headlines you've seen, the videos you've watched, super sad day here in the United States. I believe they said this is the largest now to date crisis of this proportion yeah. in, this, in this arena, right? So we've seen 50 migrants dead in the back of a tractor trailer as a result of human trafficking and smuggling. So Vince, this is what you did. And on a human, like just as a human, you see this and it pains you to think of children in that tractor trailer. There was no air conditioning, no water, San yeah. Antonio, Texas. The temperatures are unbearable in that kind of closed in environment. I just want you to give us a realistic outlook on this. How common is this? Yeah, this is not uncommon, whether it be, you know, this obviously is a, is a very significant event of it, but there's small pockets of this all over the border. I mean, there's, you know, 10 uh, migrants were traveling a vehicle in a car accident, head on collision. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it happens so often. Part of my job uh, with Special Operations Borstar uh, down in Del Rio, Texas, in the Del Rio sector, which this falls under the Del Rio sector. The San Antonio is part of the bubble of it. Okay. Um, there is, we're losing close to 30 to 50 um, illegal immigrants who've been scattered throughout the night and then overheat throughout the day. And the way this kind of happens, to, to better explain that, is that uh, illegal immigration uh, is usually kind of, controlled by specific organizations and it's used in it's a business you know here's here's sure. money you give me money we're gonna we're gonna trade you by giving you the opportunity to come to america and in that effort of doing so they don't really care so much about the personnel that they transport across whether it be by foot or vehicle uh, and the first sign of any kind of trouble the coyotes what's what they're labeled uh mm -hmm. is the person who's navigating them across the borders uh, they scatter, they leave, they run, you know, and, and for them, this is a business people essentially are, uh, their money ticket. And so there is not a compassion for, uh, that type of individual. There's not a compassion for that type of individual. Sorry, my son was trying to come talk to me. <laughs> um, the goal for them is to just continue to make money, money making efforts. Uh, and so to, to for us as agents, you know, part of the humanitarian side of what we do is trying to rescue uh, illegal immigrants from from who are lost, who who are suffering from dehydration and situations like this. When you find them, uh, imagine how many medical uh, technicians came there to try and put IVs in, in several uh, illegal immigrants that are suffering from from the conditions of overheating, heat exhaustion, and everything else that happens. So this isn't uncommon. This is. Um, you know, maybe this will bring a little bit more light to a situation that that is happening over there on the borders of that's South Texas. Essentially, it is it is a hard fight that 
and currently the that our border agents are being overrun with down there and and hard to mitigate right like how do you how do you fix this um it's kind of a lot of people against against the little and and it's it's very hard to hear these stories like i said with borstar we spent our days uh searching for for search and rescue uh, opportunities to to save and 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 bring to safety uh lost to the immigrants that were scattered at the night because they were left behind by uh you know organizations that were trafficking them i don't want to make this political at all and so i want to keep this from like the human perspective because i know you just have such a big heart and i'm just thinking about you know you said how do you mitigate this how do you stop this you're talking about the will of a human and the want for a better life for themselves and their children yeah i mean that's kind of you know a story that you know i was talking with one of my buddies down the border and you know you know getting it straight border Patrol has the biggest humanitarian mission in the nation mm -hmm. hands down they save and rescue more lives than any other organization and they stop more drugs than any other organization. So there's there's no there's no second to that. You can you can check that one. But when you talk to some of the agents down the border and you see families that are willing to sacrifice everything, you know, and and there was an instance where one of the boat crew, the mother threw the baby, threw the baby to him, and luckily he caught the baby, and then she jumps herself, risking her life. Someone who doesn't know how to swim, right, crossing the border tried to jump into the boat they grabbed her and they pulled her in and one of the agents said what's wrong with you why would you even throw your baby and she looked at him and says you don't know my life and that is enough to understand like it's not our position to judge anyone's reasoning for why it's our job to do our best to protect and, and save and rescue anyone we can and in their efforts of coming across i can't question why they do i i i sit here in in from a from a position of 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 I mean, I'm in a comfortable lifestyle. I was, I was, I won the lottery by being born in the United States of America. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yes. I, I'm not in a position to judge why someone would risk everything. Uh, we come from, from a, a stance of privilege and, and in saying that. And so um, all we can do as border agents down the border is do our best to, to save and rescue as many as we can, you know, and educate, educate on the safer ways of becoming a United States citizen. I want to pull this article up because I want to get the quote right. Um, you know, the the fire chief that opened the semi and, and found all of these bodies uh, gave, you know, a powerful quote. He said, you know, we, we don't come to work thinking, you know, we are going to open up a truck and see stacks of bodies in there. None of us come to work imagining that. And I can only imagine what you saw. I mean, yeah. how, you know, we, we talk a lot about how you handle the aftermath of the, the service you give to the country and everyone in it. But I mean, can you talk at all about some of the scenarios you saw that that broke your heart? You know, anytime you see families, uh, you know, I've seen guys lose their lives trying to cross illegally and and um miss one step and and fall into the to water to a point where they were unsavable um and you know you that sits with you right everyone's willing to risk everything you know and doing our best to to protect our country as well right the dichotomy of this is very difficult you know it's it's you're you're, you're living in this life of 
you know, they're human just as much as we are. And we want to protect our borders as much as we can. And so um, I think the hardest thing day to day is knowing that this, this is not going to stop. I don't know if it'll stop anytime soon. I think, you know, the only thing we can do is try and educate those that are being manipulated and believing there's only one way of crossing the border illegally. And that's the best way of doing it. Um, again, it's not my place to judge how people do it. And in, in the end of the day, uh, the safest uh, process is by going through our immigration process, which in itself definitely needs a lot of reforming. It shouldn't take 12 years for someone who's who's doing great things in America on a visa, working hard, trying to do everything yeah. you can to become a citizen. It shouldn't be that challenging, that difficult uh, at the same time. You know, that is what the law is in place. That's the political positioning that that happens, right? The law is put in place and all we can do as agents is enforce what that law is. You know, the job as a border patrol agent. The hard part for me is that, you know, what people also don't know is border patrol agents are committing suicide more now than ever because of the social uh, pressures and, and the negativity that has been put out there in society about their job. And as if they're like public enemy number one on the border, wow. uh, people don't know the layers of what that job entails. People don't understand when we catch human trafficking directly in our face when a father says when, when a man says that's his daughter and then once we do the interview realizing it's not he's just trafficking this little girl uh when families uh transport kids from eight any daughters any girls from eight years old all the way up till adults are taking birth control because it's not if they'll get raped it's when in transport and their in their travels across into america i mean there's a lot of really sad stories out there and all we can do is do our best to to you know apprehend everyone we possibly can and in in the efforts of as they're coming across we we try and give the best effort and and treating them with with humanity, like that's all I keep, keep it keeps coming down, down to that is treating everyone as they're humans and giving them the best opportunity we can to bring them across and then let the immigration judge make that decision because that's not our job either. As a border agent, your job specifically is to apprehend anyone that comes across the borders illegally, not at a port of entry. And then from there, we take them to the station and process. And from after processing, ICE. Uh, will come receive them and take them to holding until the immigration judge can make a decision on their situation. And that's it. So the, the border patrol agents, all we do is apprehend and process, and then we hand off to ICE. ICE makes every other determination, every other situation. They're the ones that goes on forward, puts them in housing and then everything else. And so there's kind of a misconception of what the job entails. We're out there daily uh, in the heat in the weather, doing everything we can to try and find, to locate, to rescue, to to bring to safety as many individuals as we possibly can. That's the job. What was a success story, a moment where you felt very good about what you did? Does one stand out to you? I mean, it's hard to say, you know, um, there's, a, there's a lot of rescues that happen. You know, I've done some swift water rescues that, that you know, when someone gives you that big bear hug, you know, um, that you've saved them. Uh, it kind of puts in perspective what we do and, and knowing like, this is very valuable. You know, I've, I've tracked a guy down for close to 20 miles and was able to bring him to safety. Uh, someone who suffers from dehydration, um, and hyperthermia can, can potentially lose train of thought, right. They can have altered mind, uh, altered mental status. And once they call 911 for us to come rescue them, they can continue to, 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 to walk around aimlessly. Uh, and, you know, I was very fortunate to find one individual that I didn't believe I was going to walk up on a live body. I thought I was going to walk up on a dead body because it took so long to try and track him down since he kept moving from the location I was originally given. 
Um, and so being able to find someone and giving them an IV and, and knowing bringing them, bringing them back to full health is, it's just, there's nothing you can, you can't compare that to anything else. You know what I mean? And then as well as like walking up on a family that's lost in the middle of the, in, in a ranch that's overheating as well and, and being able to bring them to aid and carry one of their kids, you know, you see little footprints in the, in, in the dirt and you're just like, man, there's, there's a, there's a child here. It's even more dangerous now. And having to, to be able to find that and, and help them get back to, to, to a safe environment to me is, I mean, they might not understand what we're doing at the time. They might, they might feel like we've ruined their dreams of, of coming to America and living a, uh, a healthy life and, and, and or come to America and living this fruitful life. But at the same time, sometimes I don't think they understand how dangerous it is out there and how close they are to death themselves because the, the weather conditions out there, especially right now. I mean, we're, we're in the beginning of the summers uh, out there and those summers can get up to 116, 118 out there with no, no cover, but mesquite trees and, and bush, uh, extremely dangerous environment, extremely dangerous environment that, that uh, you can go from feeling good into all of a sudden, um, you know, perishing fast. Do you think we're going to see more news stories like this one? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, there's a huge influx of immigration coming through the borders right now, all throughout the South Texas. So Eagle Pass, Del Rio, uh, Del Rio sector was my sector. Currently, it is the, the most busiest sector in the Border Patrol at the moment there they it's a huge influx and when you have huge influxes of of illegal immigration coming across the border uh, there's going to be transport issues there's you know what i mean they got to get from point a to yeah. point b. Uh, most most of them are trying to get to san antonio from the border you're talking from laredo from from yeah. um, mccallan from eagle pass all those border towns are trying to trans you know they're heading north towards san antonio which is the big city where they can go from san antonio they can branch out into many other cities and so the transporting alone and that many people trying to be very secretive and, and sneaky with it, uh, you know, sometimes there's things that go missed. And in this situation where we're losing 50 and believe there's still more, there's still more in hospital. There, in the hospital, yeah. Count can, can still rise. Uh, it's all based on, you know, one person made a mistake that that, that has proven to be extremely unfortunate and costly. And I, I imagine this is going to happen quite a bit this summer, especially how hot it is. Oh, I'm just trying to think of, you know, knowing what we're facing. And you talked a little bit about, you know, part of the solution is education on the other side about ways to get safely across the border. Right. But can this problem, can we wrap our heads around a solution? I, I have no idea. I think it's 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 an out of control situation that has become a polarizing topic in political, uh, in the media. Um, I think it's hard to find someone who's going to speak honest about it, directly about it, and in uh, in too many people see both. Uh, uh, too many people are so polarized on it that you have one side that says open borders, the other side says you know stop everyone. Um, and just the way the environment is, right? The social environment, social climate of everyone. Oh, isn't it that way with everything? I with mean, everything. people could just be modern. right. No, no one, no one. You know, there's, there's no, <laughs> there's no middle ground here. That's a safe oh. conversation, a safe topic to, 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 to communicate over. So, uh, immigration is a tough one. I think it's always going to be a tough one. I think, um, you know, every political leader, every president for the past thirty years has used it as a topic for, for, for votes and. 
I've seen very little change from every president there was, right? That every level of that, there's been very little uh, major shifts in immigration. Yeah, major movement, yeah. Movement, you know, the border's always going to be a topic, you know, and, you know, um, the hardest part was to me is as we're, as the, the men and women boots on ground are doing their best to, to protect and serve, um, you know, the media has used them uh, in a negative light to promote negativity. And that hurts us just as much as, as every immigration policy rights in right now. That's not, that's not in our favor. You know, um, it's, it's a hard topic. It is like seven layers of shit. And, <laughs> and I say that because not only do we have to educate about immigration, how to come across the right way, right. We have to also yeah. make that, that we have to make that process streamlined for those who are deserving of that, meaning good criminal history or no criminal history, uh, you know, that have uh, employment set up, things like that, right? People that have proven that they want to come to America and, and be an asset to, to our country, right? We have to find a more streamlined process, but as well as let's think about the people that come across illegally with, with, with uh, records, with criminal records. How are we housing them? How are we, you know, and then the family units, it's, it's a big topic in, 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 in the media, right, was like, oh, the kids, you know, they're caging kids. Uh, and, and obviously that was an exaggeration of a truth. There was holding facilities that were overwhelmed. And the only thing they could do was put temporary fencing up, which looks like cages in one, one eyes. And the others is it's a holding until ICE can find a better situation to house them, um, as well as someone coming across with kids. Uh, the, the parents uh, of those kids will have to, you know, see prison time because they came across illegally just like any of us with a DUI with kids in the car those kids would be separated from the adults as well and so there's a lot of things there that people aren't educated in and understanding mm -hmm. why. um not necessarily you know the those conditions that we've seen on the news it was very very uncomfortable conditions to watch any kids be in that situation um but I also don't think everyone realizes the hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of illegal immigrants that come across and border patrol stations were not built to receive that many personnel at once. It's a temporary yeah. holding facility and a legitimately it's a temporary holding facility for less than 12 hours, hopefully if everything goes right. And so um, it is just kind of a, a, a glitch in the system that has to get mitigated somehow, but with huge overwhelming populations coming across, um, I don't know if there's enough support to figure that out yet. Wow. So interesting, you know, talking to you, it, it, we're just so quick to point fingers and villainize and damn the police or agents. And, yeah. you know, I, I would love for more people to hear you talk about all the, the rescues that the Border Patrol does. I don't think people really, they don't grasp that. I think you're absolutely right. I don't think that comes across in anyone's minds. They see you as um, someone with authority that's locking down the border and no humanity, you know, but that's not at all the case. No, you know, you know, it's not. There's a strong majority. I'm, I'm willing to say close to 50% of the border patrol agents in the South Texas border are Latino are Hispanic themselves. And, and, people's ideas that border agents might be racist. Um, you know, that comes across a lot in the media that comes across a lot on social media. And, you know, I, I wish they understood that 
a lot of the Latinos see it in a very similar way as protecting America's borders because America has given us the opportunity to have uh, a lifestyle that we have, right? The, I mean, why do people come here? Because, you know, it is fruitful. It is, it is, there's a benefit here. The harder you work, the more you can make, you know, it's this really, it's this really beautiful place when you get the opportunities to be here. And so, you know, a lot of the Latinos that work for the border patrol, they're upholding that dream of being an American. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. they're continuing the legacy of why their grandmother or their grandfather or their great grandmother or grandfather came across or their mother and father came across. And for a majority of them, they came across legally. Uh, and so, it's a it's a very hard topic. It's a it's a topic that, like I said, it polarizes people. People get upset. <clears throat> Just me talking talking on the topic, people can get upset about it. But there's a there's some truths in this, in the, in the fact that it is a humanitarian mission, and the border patrol does everything they can to to save and rescue and bring people to safety, uh, as well as obviously stop illegal immigration. And and that means anyone coming across a border outside of a port of entry is illegal. It could be an American citizen doing it. That's still illegal. It doesn't matter. And so those are the, the laws of the land. And those are the laws put in place by, you know, political officials and they just uphold them. And all they do is apprehend process and hand off to ICE and other government agencies to, to do the rest. And so, um, they really are out there doing their job. And for the board agents out there who are probably listening to this, uh, thank you for your service on the first. And um, for for those families who who might be involved in this terrible incident, you know, we're sorry to hear that, man. And it is terrible. And, and I hope that people can start looking at other options and knowing that it is very dangerous. It is a very dangerous task to come across illegally especially some of the organizations do not um, do not care for the well-being of the individuals. They, it is a business transaction, and that is the sad truth of it all. I just keep coming back to, you know, here at the North Group, we do a lot of our humanitarian work on fighting human trafficking, and I just keep coming back, I could cry as a mom of a nine-year-old little girl, you talking about an eight-year-old having to be on birth control because she's going to probably be raped in the, in the process of like being trafficked. How, and I always ask this every time we come up with a topic, someone that hears it, that says, hell, what do I do to help? What, what do I do? That's a tough one. I mean, I think realistically we have to get in there and vote. That's kind of the way our government has built. We have to vote for policies. We need we need immigration reform. We definitely do. We need to support our border trade agents down on the ground who are doing, you know, a, 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 an incredible job of doing their best to to that uphold that humanitarian mission that is happening daily. Um, and you know, we need to get involved. We need to look into the career field more. You know, we didn't. We need to not share. Uh, just negative jargon that's put out there just to to polarize people's opinions. You know, we need to be a part of the answer, not the problem, by sharing negative stuff out there. That's that's too much misinformation going around on the media. And if you're sharing it, you're part of that problem. You know, and so we we got to be very adamant about what we do. Vince, thank you for your service, and as always, a delight to have you on the other side of the screen for a time to head north. Uh, if you're listening or watching, please check back on our podcast page for more podcasts. Let us know your feedback, thoughts, and if you are a fan, please share this with your connections and friends and family. 
Vince, thanks so much. And thanks everyone for, for watching and listening.